Thank you, Brother Enoch, for those, those songs. You know, victory is coming, right? The day of victory <laughs> won't be long. I don't normally put pictures inside of um, lessons, but uh, I couldn't help myself. What a project! What a project that Brother Noah had. God gave him a word. That's all he gave him. He gave him a word. He told him to build an ark. <laughs> of course, he's holding why, but he told him to build an ark. And what did he do? He did everything the Lord commanded him to do. What a project. By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet. See, that's what faith is, right? <laughs> it warns you, it delivers unto you the reality of things that are already present. They're, we just can't see them yet. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And he moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world. Look, look at these two things that happened because he believed. He condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. We're participating in that same kind of righteousness. Yes, yes we are. We, see, we're, we're, we're laboring together. All of us. We're laboring together for what? For the prize. There's a prize at the end. Amen. There's a prize. Yeah. And it's got your name on it if you're living by faith. It can be yours. In fact, it is yours. It's got to lay hold, lay hold on eternal life. Okay, now what we're going to see today is that Noah, he laid hold on life, didn't he? God, you want to live? Build an ark. <laughs> wow, that's quite a, you know, for those who, who minimize what, what we have to do, I'm telling you, no, <laughs> no, he was given such, I mean, we're going to go through this. This is going to be very edifying when we see, because see, faith right now in, in, in the new covenant era, faith, we, we are involved in so much more than what is perceived with the eye. Right. See, Noah had all of it, and we're not going to go through it all. We don't know everything that Noah went through. We just know he built the ark. We don't have a lot of definition about the preparation of the ark. We don't. God gave him some information. He inspired him with his spirit to know what to do. But see, we don't have it written down. And then what day one, I did this. And day two, I did this. Because those details are not required for faith to work. They're just not. They were required for Noah to build the ark. But for us to understand what faith is, see, you're going to have to have faith, not a manual on faith. You're going to have to have it in order to do the things that God tells you to do, right? 120 years of uninterrupted work. Yeah. Now, the, <laughs> now you know, for us, that sounds impossible because, you know, God shortened our lifespan. But see, these, these, Adam lived 930 years. <laughs> he was alive when Methuselah was alive. So see, for 100, 120 years, this was a huge project. In other words, it couldn't just be done in a day. And neither could your salvation. It, neither could it. By faith, Noah, being warned of God... Now, early in the, in the study of faith, we examined Cain, and we saw that he was also warned by God. See, see God showed up. He, he examined the world. 
before the flood. He examined it, and he came to a conclusion, right? God, God says, come, let's reason together, because God's a God of reasoning. And he looked at the earth, the world, the people that were on the world. It wasn't the world that sinned. It was, it, it was the people, that, that worldly nature. Anyway, and, and so he, he tells Noah what he's going to do, because Noah was warned of God. Mm-hmm. This was going to happen. This was going to happen. Just like now we warn people, right? We warn every man because there's coming a time when something's going to happen that they, they that if you don't prepare for it, you're going to be in big trouble. So this is the correlation that we see in the account of Noah. See, Enoch talked about it, right? He talked about the flood coming. And, 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 and yet at the same time, it, it also was a picture of this end times, what was going to happen when Jesus comes. Right. So see, people with faith, people who know the scriptures, they can make this correlation and the study of Noah becomes enlightened. It's not just, you know, what somebody did. Of course, nowadays they say somebody might have done. You know, they, they, a, lot, a lot of people don't even believe there was a flood, uh-huh. even though there's so many accounts in so many different places, so many different nationalities and peoples around the world have have this understanding that there was a flood yeah. because there was one. Yeah. That's why this it wasn't just like teachers ran around the world teaching everybody. There was a flood. Brother David. Mentioned about the warning people uh-huh. as reminded of a scripture, Second Corinthians five eleven. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade uh-huh. men. That's right. Amen. That's where we're in the business. That's right. People about the Amen. Dangers coming ahead. Yes. Now Cain didn't listen to the warning, did he? Now, now, you talk about special. Cain had a word from God. God spoke to Cain. Yeah. And as he said, if you do well, if thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not, sin lieth at the door. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you're, this, in other words, Cain, you're going to have to do something with this. This isn't something you can ignore. Although I fear there's a lot of people that are ignoring the end. There's, there, there's, they know either, well, they know at least two things, that they know eventually they are going to die. I mean, it's all around us. It's, it's, you see it every day. Man is destined for this. There's a, it's been appointed on the man once to die. And after that, the judgment. This is going to happen. Why don't people prepare for it? Because they don't really believe it. Maybe they, maybe they can escape it. Well, they can't. Just like no one could escape the flood, and just like no one could escape, is going to be able to escape the coming of the Lord. To all of us, whether we like it or not, change is coming. Now, see, the believer embraces it because God's given us provisions. So Noah embraced what the Lord said. In other words, he believed the Lord. And so how do we know he believed it? Do we look back there and say, well... Noah said, I believe you. No, he built an ark. <laughs> That's how we know that Noah believed it, right? Just like you, you can know if you believe the Lord Jesus when you modify your life to be pleasing unto him. In other words, you receive the Lord, you walk in the spirit, you do what he tells you to do. Yeah. Yes, brother. And he, God revealed something of himself yes. right away. He said, mm-hmm. my spirit will not always strive with man. That's right, yeah. So God, uh, God's patience runs out. Yes. Amen. Right, Amen. Right away he told him. 
Yes. And they did endured for a long time. For hundreds of years, he'd endured this situation. That's right. There comes a point where yes. he will not endure anymore. Amen. Yes. All of the all of the times that are recorded where God judged someone or a nation or uh-huh. people are just microcosms of what is going to ultimately happen. That's right. That's and you look at how, yep. uh-huh. how um, catastrophic to the earth the flood was. Oh, yeah. It's not to be compared yes. with the second coming. Amen. These things Amen. are written for men to think upon them. And to these are things that God is going to judge the world for. Mm-hmm. And so we can look at that and say, I want to be clean of that. Amen. That's right. Amen. See, and faith will prepare us for yes. these things. It, it, it isn't like, like Noah was a really, really smart man, although I do believe he was. But that isn't what caused him to believe. Right. Caused him to believe is that he, he trusted, he had faith in God, that God's word was true, that he, there really was going to be a flood. He really was going to destroy. He told him that he was going to destroy all flesh. Well, we're going to find in Noah right off the bat that faith always obeys. It just does what God says to do. Yes. Now, there's, you can see the safety in living by faith. There's safety in it because faith will lead you or provoke you to lay down your life so that his life can be manifested in you. Now, this is in, in the New Covenant. But see, what it did in Noah is that he turned aside from his own personal preferences and spent 120 years building an ark. That's, that was evidence. That was proof. Not only to Noah, but everyone around him. See, they should have paid attention. I mean, you, you start looking. Now, these are just artist renderings, right? What they think based on... The, the revelation. We have enough revelation. We have the exterior dimensions of the ark, right? So we can come up with an idea of what it looked like. Can you imagine somebody doing that and and nobody around them noticing it? They're like, oh no, what, you know, there was a huge fence around it. No, no, it was building an ark, 120 years, and no doubt many um. Observers, yeah, yeah, no. yeah scoffers, spectators. There was no water. Inside. Yeah, that's right. That sounds like a project for a madman. But see, that didn't that didn't stop Noah from building an ark. Just like some people think that your faith is just like silly. Actually, they they they, they kind of act like you're inferior in your intelligence that you would believe something like like a gospel. 2,000 years ago could be effective today? Yes, brother? Yeah, something else he revealed is it said he repented the Lord that he, he made man that's right. and grieved him at his heart. Amen. So there's uh, there's people that God has striven with for a long, long time. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. And I remember when that dawned on me, he said, well, I don't, want, I don't want this to happen to me. Yes, Amen. And God's sorry that he saved me. Yeah. Oh, amen. And grieved him at his heart. That's right. Amen. Amen. Brother Justin, Sister June. Yeah. God instructed Noah to build this ark. 
and then he built it, which tells you that the resources were there for him to build it. That's right. God didn't tell him to build something and then withhold the resources that he needed to build it. He had every. He just had to go obtain what he needed to build mm-hmm. what God told him to build. Yeah. It's the same way in Christ. God tells us to do something, and we have that appropriation mm-hmm. by going to Christ. We have that appropriation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you yes. you had mentioned mm-hmm. uh, the attitudes. Uh, uh, and the treatment of the people of God mm-hmm. whenever others find out that, that they really believe that the Bible is true. Mm-hmm. I can remember two things that astonished me. One is whenever I read the scriptures and read that people sacrificed their children mm-hmm. to pagan gods. I just I couldn't even imagine it, and I've lived to see the day. Mm-hmm. And then also whenever I heard... I believe it was in Russia. It may have been in other countries also. When people were actually put in prison as insane Mm -hmm. because they believed what the Bible said. Mm -hmm. And I think we're very close to that today. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, amen. Amen. It repented the Lord. Uh, That's that. Just those words are scary. In other words, God's going to do something. God doesn't come to judge just to look at it and observe and go away. He's going to do something. So God comes to a conclusion. Now, a conclusion basically is a judgment or decision reached by reasoning, right? In Isaiah 118, God calls for man to come and let's reason together, right? Now, God, you think, well, well, so God has to reason things out. No, God wants us to reason with him. See, God, God, why? Because man's reasoning by nature is faulty. Always is. It can't be, it can't be right because the person isn't right. Conclusions are faulty when they come from the heart and minds of of those who are defiled. You'll come to defiled conclusions. You just will. I mean, people say, well, we got these great scientists. They're not believers. We're talking about matters, okay, that, that, that are, are higher than just ABCs. We're talking, you know, yeah, you can, teach, you can teach some monkeys to um, respond, but does that mean that they have the capacity to reason? See, this is unique to man. We, man was, was breathed in by God, and man became a living soul, and he was made in the image and similitude of God, and he can reason. God, in other words... God made him so, so he could reason with him. Eventually, he's going to fellowship, right? It's going to, he's going to have a body, a, a, a group of people that no man can number, that God himself can not only be among, fellowship with. It's a powerful thing when God reasons. Now, Everyone, and whether you're defiled or whether you're clean or what, you know, everyone does come to conclusions. Mm-hmm. Cain came to the conclusion that it was better to kill his brother than it was to, 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 to have power over his own will. He couldn't do it. So he went out and he did what he wanted to do. He couldn't subdue his will and he killed his brother. Now, in Noah's time, the inhabitants of the earth had thrown off any any kind of any kind of um, of, of um, care for other people, and they started murdering one another. They started. It was it was terrible. I mean, that's it was so bad that God looked upon it and gr- it was grieved. God. Yeah, it said violence. 
Phil dear, yes. And the thoughts of men yes, were only evil continually. Amen. In other words, the, the, the very thing that God gave them to be able to do what was right was corrupted yeah. to yes. the point to where God had... This wasn't something that God chose to do. This was something that had to be done. If God was going to work salvation in the earth, this had to be done away with. So what is he determined? This is what, it's what he said in verse 7. I will destroy man whom I have created. Now, some people can have a problem with that if they want, but God created it, and he can destroy it. And he's just in doing it. From the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creepy thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. God has an eternal purpose that will be worked out on the earth, and there's nothing that can ultimately frustrate that purpose. It looked like, it looked like from the surface that Satan had come in and had thwarted the purpose of God. How can you possibly get your purpose done now, God? I mean, look at what I've done. All the imagination of the heart's evil continually. Well, see, but God already knew what God was going to do. Yeah. See, this is, he's, he is God. And this is the thing that Satan's ultimately, even when he's cast into the lake of fire, he will not ever be able to receive this, that he's not greater than God. He, he, he's just set on this, and, um, well, God is greater. God is greater. And, and look at what he does and how he, see, from, from their viewpoint, they had no idea. They had no inclination, not even Noah, knew exactly the type and what God was doing. He was setting it in stone that God will not receive evil. And yet someone, just one man, if just one man will believe what he says, he, he can save the whole world. You see, we're looking at a picture of Christ. Christ's going to come up. Christ is going to grow up among men. He's going to be a man. And yet God's going to use him, one man, to bring in salvation for the whole world. Yeah. Adam was like a type of Christ. Noah, amidst everything else, amidst all the trouble, God looks, as it were, past that, and he sees Noah, and he, he, he gives him grace. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God had a man from the race of men where he could preserve the race. Now, that had to happen. You know, it, it, it occurred to me, you know, well, see, well, man would probably do it like this. Man would say, I'll just wipe them all out, and I'll create a new man. Well, that wouldn't have been from Adam, Right. So in other words, a promise that he gave to Adam and the serpent in the garden could never really be fulfilled if that ever happened. But see, God is God. God knew exactly what he was going to do. So far, so far as appearance and revelation is concerned, mm -hmm. it looked like the purpose of God was to create the world. Yeah. He never divulged anybody <laughs> yeah, yeah. anything beyond uh -huh. That's right. the world. Yeah. So it looked like... It looked like... Yeah. It, and so you can see that... The spread of iniquity looked like God was yes was in vain. He created the world in vain. Yeah, that's right. But he hadn't. He hadn't. He hadn't. And so what does he do? <laughs> well, he kept someone. See, this is why was Noah perfect in his generation? Because God kept him. That's why. Okay. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation. And Noah walked with God. Remember, we, we talked about one other man who walked with God. Enoch walked with God. 
there's, there's been some very special people that God's noted in Scripture. In other words, that he's had special fellowship with. Yeah. And, and so, see, this is Noah was one of those kinds of people. God, God kept him for himself. And, of course, Enoch, he kept him for himself so close that eventually he just took him to be with him. This is, you can be this person. And Christ has opened up the door that we can be pleasing to God. Anyway, I, that, that's what it ministered to me. I, you know, God's not holding us back. God's not saying, well, you, you're, you, that's where I put you. You just stay there, you know. He, he's calling us to come closer. That's right. he, he loves to fellowship with his people. And he, he had a man here while everyone else was serving themselves. Noah was serving God. That's who Noah was serving. So anyway, when, it, when the time came, this is the commandment. God gave Noah a commandment. Now, it, in the end, it was going to be a covenant, right? It was going to be a covenant. But see, right now, he's going to give him a command. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shalt thou make in the ark. Now, all the things I put in blue here are things that Noah had to do. Every single one of these things, Noah had to do it. Now, God gave him grace to do it. But the point is, when I read through this, is that Noah, if, if Noah sat down and said, well, God's going to do all this stuff, it would have never got done. God used Noah, gave him grace and strength and, and wisdom to do these things. And he glorified God in them. And thou, in, in room shalt thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. This is the fashion which thou shalt make of it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, and the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above, and stories shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under the heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But will thee, I will establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark and thy sons and thy wives and thy sons' wives with thee, and of every living of all flesh, two of every sort shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive. What a project! What a project! God just outlines... Wow! I think I got a rough day, right? Look, look at what Noah... And what does Noah do after that? This is what it says. And then and know, know all the things that the Lord told him to do. He did it. He did it. That's what faith will do for you. That's what faith does. It equips men to do their own thing. No, this is, this is a modern thing. Okay? In, in this generation, Noah was the only one that would do what God said. So what did he do? Well, the preparation of the ark, it's just what it says. Thus did Noah... This is what we have on the preparation part. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. This is all that is recorded about the preparation. Now we know from, from the description of what he, he, he told him, he gave him a lot of, uh, uh, or some information. So, but Noah had to, what he had to go out, he had to get wood. A lot of wood. A whole lot, lot, lot of wood. If you look at the picture Oh, my, what a project. Now, uh, and, and this is just 
you know, based on, on man's understanding of what a cubit is and, you know, and did Noah have a long arm or a short arm? <laughs> it was big. It was real big. So big that it would hold two of every kind. Now, just try to wrap your mind around that. It was interesting that, that God didn't tell Noah, you get out there and you find all these animals. Now, that would have been a project in itself. You know, God brought the animals to him, but Noah had to bring them into the ark. In other words, there was order. See, no one knew what he was doing. He wasn't guessing. Yeah, he had to calculate how much food would be required yes. over, the, over the period he's in the ark. And then he had to gather. Now, no one did have to gather that. He had to gather food of all kinds. All right? So you had, what does an elephant eat? Well, see, there's every single animal had to have food. And, and, and we know that, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who think that, well, you just put them in a state of hibernation and they never ate anything. Well, the Bible talks about the animals eating. God, he had to gather the food. So, I, and, you know, we're talking about something that is supernatural. God, in other words, God, gave, now, Noah did it. Don't get me wrong. It didn't like all of a sudden this food stores just floated down from heaven. No, Noah had to go out, him and his sons, and find this food and gather it together. Of course, now we are talking about an earth that was filled with abundance, right? It was filled with abundance. And, um, and, and, and they didn't eat meat, right? They didn't, they didn't kill any animals and eat them until after the flood. So see, the, the, the animals weren't, well, these, I don't know if this is my conclusion. It could be. If it is, just take it as my conclusion. The animals weren't like vicious with one another, I know when they were in the ark, they weren't. We don't have a record of one animal killing another animal or of one animal killing a man. So, you know, this is, um, God, it's a peaceful environment. And so God's work's getting done. All right. He's got, he's got um, three sons. And I didn't go into all that. We, we know he had three sons. There's several accounts where it says that he has three sons. Noah was 500 years old. He had three sons, right? And um, that's in chapter four. But the thing is, is it's not important when or the sons were born. It was that he had help. <laughs> Believe me, Noah was glad for the help. He had help. Now, he, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Now, it says, you know, if I understand it right, uh-huh. it took 120 years Noah built on mm-hmm. the ark. Mm-hmm. But he got on the ark when he was 600, and they said his sons were born when he was 500. Mm-hmm. So does that mean he built on the ark 20 years before his sons were born? I looked into all that. We don't have, we don't have a clear record. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And um, the, 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 the answer to that is, is exactly what it is. Now, you have, okay, you said the ark was 120 years in the making. And, um, and yet 500 years when he entered the ark, or when his sons were born, and 600 years when he went into the ark, he was 600. So did he work 20 years on the ark before his sons were born? No. He didn't live in the ark. No, no. Uh, no okay. he, he started when he was 480 years old. Well, I understand that. But then it says in, in chapter 4, it says he was 500 years old when his sons were born. Well, that, yeah. So he worked on the ark 20 years without his sons. 
What was it? He was in the ark? No, no. Okay, okay. The, 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 in chapter 4, let's just, let's just read that. In chapter 4, this is what it says. And Noah was 500 years old, and Noah begat Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Okay, 500 years old. Yeah. Okay, and yet he entered into the ark when he was 600 years old. Yeah. So that was only 100 years. So the question was, is did he work on the ark for 20 years before he had his sons? Well, he had to prepare. He didn't work on the ark till he did all that preliminary work. So. Well, uh, but I mean, that's what she yeah, asked. And so, and so the answer is yes. Yeah. That's the answer. Okay. He did what he could do. Exactly. And well, it, uh, and I, I, as I told her, I, I thought of this very. I didn't bring it up yeah. because this isn't the most important thing about it. But I, I, I did think the same thing as you. There was a whole lot of preparation. There was a whole lot of gathering. A whole lot of getting things ready to do. Now. In 20 years, what can you do? We can do a lot of things. In other words, even though, let's say that his children were born 20 years later, they still had to grow up, right? You couldn't, like, take him out there and say, okay, now help me. So, but the thing is, is that God's managing all this. Noah didn't sit and wait for for help. Noah got right to work, and... um, and, and I, was, I was glad that we have these records, okay? The, the, he gives us these specific times, yeah. and, um, and, and, and that's a good thing. But, but the, the times isn't the most important thing. The most important thing is that Noah built the ark. Yeah. You know, and that's why he didn't give us a long uh, a list of things that Noah did in order to build the ark. See, the only reason time is of concern is because we're comparing it with what we're living in. Yeah. time we're living in. So... Those were conditions back then, so they they were different. So he just gives you the bare facts because that's all you, you. It would make sense if he did give you the details. It wouldn't make sense right. because that's not the kind of world we live in. It's, it's, it's a different situation. So mm-hmm. he tells you what you need to know. Yes. And you just you just believe what he said. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sister. <laughs> this is such a great thing to consider. Yeah. If you just think about how long it would take just to gather up the wood for this kind mm-hmm. of project. If yeah. you ever built something that was, for us, considered a large project, mm-hmm. it takes a, a lot of preparation just to gather yes. that wood in mm-hmm. itself. And then the way this was constructed, just to store the animals to store the food alone for the animals. Uh-huh. Have you ever had to store food just for one animal, <laughs> let's say a horse, for right. a month? Right. That's a lot of food. You gotta have a lot of hay, you have to have the minerals, you need to have, you know, the the other food besides that. This is, um, I mean, the, it's just so apparent, all the grace that he was given to Mm-hmm. have all these things to prepare for this ark. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be done through anybody else but the Lord. <laughs> and, and I thought, you know, the, the, the Lord's the one that brought him the animals. So Adam didn't go out there and make selections and say, well, I think this one's better for the ark or this one's better for the ark. God brought him exactly the animals that God wanted preserved. Now that, see, that takes a lot of this, uh, uh, you know, this questioning. What, what kind of, how would you do that? I mean, was, but at any rate, God brought him to him. And so what, he had, what did he have to lay in store? He had to lay in store enough because they were in the ark for one year. 
Now that's all. It's like she, like Sister Tanya said, a month one thing. But when you talk about a year's worth of food for all these animals, of course. Now, man gets a little confused. He's talking about the animals that God created, right? He's not talking about. See, we live in a time when all of a sudden there's all these diversities. You have six different kinds of horses and six, you know, twenty different kinds. Now, God, and, I, and that's why I mentioned that God's the one. That's why God mentioned. He's the one that brought them to Adam. These were the ones that, that God was going to preserve. And, and, and it says all. That's what it says. It says two of every kind. And God's faithful. God brought him, and, and Noah was ready for him. You think about that. This is, this is the last week. A week before the rain hit, he brought the animals to Adam. And Adam had to have everything ready to where he could just bring them right in. Now, just that alone. Go ahead. Did you have a comment? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I do that a lot. <laughs> the um, but 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 Noah, what did he do in a week? It only took him, if it took him a week, to take all them animals and put them in their in their place that he had prepared for them. Uh, and and I couldn't help but think about. See, God has a place for you. He's already, Jesus went into glory and he's prepared a place for you, right? Now he's fitting you for that place. God, who's doing the fitting? He's doing the fitting because he knows where he's going to put you. Uh, this is a, a marvelous thing that, um, that we can see in this account. God's doing so much in, in this single account inside the ark. What life must have been like inside the ark. Now, now the, you know, the, 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 the flood came the waters came just like noah said just like god told noah just like noah had prepared for and and a couple of things is going to occur when the flood when the floods come one it's going to take away all those who 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 would not they would not listen to god they wanted their own way they were filled with violence or thoughts were evil they wouldn't god took them all away that happened. In other words, the, the surface of the earth was cleaned. Yeah. It, it, it was, in other words, made ready now. And in the end, go ahead. They found on top of mountain peaks, yes. high 18,000 feet peaks, they found clusters of bones of people and animals and all that yeah. stuff. Were higher ground. See, people tried to save themselves during this war. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes. They tried to get to higher ground. Yes. But they, they the testimony. The testimony exists today. Yes. Where they Amen. Found all of these. That's right. Animals that would fight each other and kill. Uh -huh. They were all clustered up on the top of a mountain. Yes. Yeah. And so some of this would help support their theories of evolution. Yeah. They would. They man. It was what confused man. If you don't believe this. You will be confused by it. It's just, it's just that kind of a thing that the Lord did. Now, God wasn't only saving man. We know this. He brought the animals. God was saving. Now, the animals didn't sin, right? The brute creation didn't sin against God. They were just doing what God put in them to do. And so God saved. It's in other words, when God made it and he, said, he looked at the world and he says, the world, and he says, it's very good. His creation was very good. God wasn't going to, God wasn't eliminating that part of creation. God preserved it. I just say that because it shows the equity of God. It shows how God does what's right. 
And then after the flood, he's going to say, I won't ever do this again. I won't kill them anymore. The, the whole earth, everything that, that lives upon the earth anymore. I won't do it. He's going to renew it. That's right. Amen. You're living now, cold trees is waiting in expectation. They're yes. Be delivered from That's right. Corruption. And so we're seeing that God saved. All he needed was a remnant. Yeah. That's all God needed. He needed a remnant of the of the brute creation. And he used Noah not only to save his household, yeah. but he saved all these animals. Go ahead. Whenever he created Adam, he created the genetic pool for all men. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Right. Noah and his family preserved the genetic pool of mm-hmm. people. Yes. And the animals that came yeah, had the had the genetic pool for everything that that was uh, that mm-hmm. God had was going to destroy. Right. It, the genetic pool was represented in those animals. Yeah. Uh-huh. So people can conjecture all they want. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, everything that we look at now mm-hmm. has an ancestor that was on that ark. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we have come from them. I mean, that's good. I've noticed over the, over the years that the more a person or people conjecture Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Right. Or ask the wrong question uh-huh. diminishes the magnitude of the thing they're talking about. Uh huh. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah. That, it's, a, it's kind of a human trait. Yeah. It's a bypass mm-hmm. to, to investigate beyond mm-hmm. where there's enough facts to give you mm-hmm. an accurate conclusion. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, yeah, that diminishes the record that God mm-hmm. has given. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the preparations eventually came to a conclusion. See that just like God right now is is working through Christ, right? And Christ is working the purpose of God, getting the remnant ready, getting those who who He's going to save ready. And when the preparations are complete, He's going to come. Just like he let he, he he sent the water. God sent the water to the earth, and it the earth was flooded. Now, before he did that, it's just interesting. God, I mean Noah built the ark. Of course, <laughs> technically God built the ark through Noah, but 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 Noah here he built the ark, worked 120 years on it, got it all ready, and God shut the door. See, they all went in the ark, and, and but the, it took God. In other words, God made it complete. It, 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 that's 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 just what something I got out of that. When he was finished with the ark, he hid it for hundreds of years. Man had been looking for it, but the only proof he have of it is a scriptural proof. That's right. See, so God, <laughs> that's how God works. Yes, that's he right. He wants you to believe. He wants you to believe. Believe it. Yes. Yeah. Rather than see the evidence. That's right. Amen. And you think the ark was in building uh-huh. 120 years. Yes. And and then the preparation was complete, and then there were seven days to fill the ark. Uh-huh. Well, how long has God been preparing salvation? That's right. That's Amen. It's like yes. when Christ came, mm-hmm. that made the... Pre- we're living in that seven-day period, so to speak. Yes. Between whenever the preparations mm-hmm. were made for salvation and before that door is shut. That's right. Amen. 
pure soul person should reason. If the preparation is a long time, then there's a whole lot going to take yes, place. Yes, amen, amen. So God prepared us all this time, and the inheritance is very exceedingly large. Yes, amen, amen. I wanted to find this. <clears throat> okay, this is, as far as, this is the only thing that's in the scriptures that, that makes this reference. And I want to bring it up because just in case somebody is confused down, down after they listen to this later and they say, well, they, it, uh, where did they get the 120 years from? This is in Genesis 6, verse 3. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with men, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. Yeah. So from the time that God brought this, this, this revelation to, to Noah and, and commissioned him to build the ark, he's telling us that 120 years later, they were going to cease to exist. And so see this, so that's where we get that from. And, and, and this is, see, God's very precise. This isn't, God's not guessing. It's like, well, we'll just see how long the ark takes. And then, uh, no, God already knew exactly what, what he was doing. And Noah, look at this, how, how merciful God is. God worked in, Mo, in, in Noah to get that work done precisely on the right time. Just like it says, the self-same day, right? Self-same. So, all through the scriptures, it's, there's things like this. And eventually, all the sons are going to be ready on the exact moment that God wanted them ready. That's right. and, and Jesus will come. See, now Jesus, he says he doesn't know the day or the hour, right? No man know what the day or the hour. It's like he's, just per, he's intentionally not knows, doesn't know the day so he can anticipate it with us. He can fellowship with us. And he says, only the Father. That's what it says. Only the Father knows, right? And so it, it shows you Jesus is pictured as sitting on a cloud with a sharp sickle, right? And, and, and he's waiting for the waiting for the word thrust in the sickle, right? And as soon as, as soon as God says go, he's going to come. Just like as soon as God said go to the waters, it came. And there wasn't anything anybody could do on the earth. Nobody. If you weren't in that ark, you were going to die. Go ahead. It's a passing interest that there is a decided number of professing Christian yep. teachers that believe that 120 years is a promise of how long man will live. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. This, uh-huh. is, this is taught dogmatically. But mm-hmm. none of the people that teach it are 120 years old. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Now, this is, it just as a, as, as a sideline, I, I, I looked at some timelines, and they put the flood at 1656. Yeah. Okay, and and so I have no reason to doubt or to confirm that. I just take that for what it is. And when you look at the timeline, it's a quite an eye opener when you start seeing how many people were alive at the same time and how long Noah, I mean, Adam would have been able to tell people Methuselah. He would have told him I was in the garden. Let me tell you about that. You know how this testimony thing is, right? What do you do when, when, when you, you've seen something of God or you've been taught of God, you pass that along? No, I mean, Adam lived a long time, and his testimony, it wasn't like silent. He was, his, his 
his generation knew they should have known better than to do this. This is the point. Why did God judge them so harshly? Because they had a lot of godly people that lived in their generations and they did not listen to them. Yeah, that's right. He left his testimony for a lot of generations. Amen. After him. After him. him. Yes, brother. Not only did Adam leave a testimony and Abel leave a testimony, but Cain left the testimony too. It was just the other way around. Lamech said, remember Lamech said, if Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, surely Mm -hmm. me seven times sevenfold. Yes. They knew about these. Amen. That's right. That's right. Now, now. Some people think God's severe. He's, he's not just. He's, he just does whatever he wants and just runs over people. That's their perception, really, of themselves. What, what, what has a person done when they step up and they present themselves as God and they cast judgment on the holy God? Well, see, this is what the generation of Noah was like this. It was a generation where they, they were going to do what they wanted to do, and they could care less what anybody else thinks. And we find ourselves in a generation just like that right now. If you don't believe me, just turn on CNN, and you'll see really quick that people will go to any depths to get done what they want done. Even if it's wrong, even if they know it's wrong, it doesn't matter anymore. See, Jesus said he's going to come back in a generation like this. He likened a generation that was going to match Noah's. He says it's going to be just just like that, just as it was in the day of Noah, just as it was in the day of Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, why? Because he's showing you. He's showing you that God doesn't overlook wickedness. And so um, when we, we can look back through our short history that we have. When, when, when there was nations like this that acted like this, God destroyed them. That's just what he did. God's going to do that. Eventually, he's going to just take it all away. The results of the flood. Well, there's a lot of results from the flood. We don't have time to go over them. But some, I mentioned this, you know, this is big. Some suggest that there's just, a, it was a local. It was just a local flood, right? Uh, it, it, and, but the only problem is they must have never read the scriptures. You know, I mean, yeah, you can't convince me that it's a local flood when he says this. It says, um, the water prevailed and covered all the high hills that were under the whole heaven and the mountains were covered. Yeah, that's that's difficult. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't sound local. But that sounds global. That's what that sounds like. The water prevailed so well that even the highest part of the highest mountains was covered 15 cubits. That's about 22 and a half feet above the highest mountain. Yeah, that's right. That's that's right. That's exactly right. So see, God's word to Noah prevailed. This is the point you want to take with you from Noah. See, God told Noah, I'm going to destroy him. They, They provoked me. And I, it grieved me that I even made man. And what's God do about it? I'm going to destroy him. So if people think, well, God's just just happy grandpa, right? 
He's just up in heaven, and he's just so happy with everything you do. It doesn't really make any difference what you do because God just loves you just the way you are. You can be a wretched sinner that goes out and kills people, but you know what? Deep down in, deep down in God's heart, he just loves you so much. This is a bad perspective of God because this is not the way God is. Yeah. He, when Jesus came, he had fleshed out this whole idea that Jesus is intolerant of sin from, a, from the minuscule sin to the gigantic sin. Yeah. When his disciples didn't believe, he said, oh, fools and slow of heart to believe. See, that was just one occasion when he rose from the dead. Mm -hmm. he, he said this, but he has an utter hatred for all sin and transgression. That's right. Amen. All unbelief. So, you, so see, knowing this about God, this is why it's so vital that this, this understanding of God's not lost. See, that knowing this about God actually will assist you in appreciating salvation. That's right. How could God, a God that hates sin so much, how could he possibly save man? There had to be a penalty. In Noah's time, it was destroy the whole earth and save Noah and his house. That's it. That, that was the answer. Well, in Christ, the answer is, if you believe, do you believe that Christ, see, God laid the whole weight of all sin on his son in his body while he hung on the tree? That was the answer. Yeah. When you talk of the love of God, and mm -hmm. that's very much a reality, it's focused yes. on his son. Amen. That's right. And those that are in you. That's right. Yeah. So, see, God, God, when he says things, he means them, okay? He, he doesn't just say things just to entertain people. God says he's not willing that any should repent, but that all would come to the knowledge of the truth. What does that mean? It means exactly what it says. Okay, in other words, there's a, there's a part of God's nature that is willing to save. He wants to save. But... In Noah's time, he laid down some conditions. Make an ark of gopher wood. Now, I'm going to ask this question. Do you think it, was, it would be possible at all for Noah to be saved had he not made an ark of gopher wood? What if he thought, well, you know, if God wants an ark, he'll make an ark. I, I trust explicitly in God's ability to make an ark. Yes, and all the animals and everything. Because God was—he, God didn't say, "I might destroy the world." He said, "I am going to destroy them." He didn't tell Noah, "I'm going to destroy you." So, see, a lot of people today say, "Well, I'm saved. See, God loves me. He died for me. I'm saved. I can do whatever I want." You need to rethink that. Well, technically, I guess if you get up high enough, if you, if you want the right thing, then you can do whatever you want, right? The, the, but see, we've got another part of our character. There's another part. It's an old man. He, we can't let him do what he wants. He wants corrupt things. So see, this, it's much more complicated. And even in Noah's time, we find that, that being saved was very complicated. It had a lot of parts to it. A lot of things going on at the same time. While people were screaming and crying on the outside of the ark, on the inside of the ark, they were being saved. The outside, they were being destroyed. The very thing that, that, that Noah built, God used to, 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 to get them above the water 
The same water that was destroying everybody else. They were saved by water. Yes. Saved by water. So God made his boat flow. Why? Because Noah built it according to the word of the Lord. What if Noah, and I've heard this, you know, before when I was a boy. What if he wouldn't have used pitch? What if he thought, the the slime pits are a long ways away. I'm just going to use this. It's a sap from a tree. It'll do the same thing. His boat wouldn't have floated. It wouldn't have worked. The same thing with salvation. There is no salvation in any other man except Christ Jesus. There's none. None. I yes. That's right. So within you have to be pure and outside you have to That's be right. Pure. Amen. That's right. Amen. 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 And it had to be the right wood. It had to be, now, nowadays they call it archaea wood, wood, and it's very, very, very sap wood. I mean, it's all the way through it, it's very difficult to machine, to cut, it dulls everything. It's got, it's, it's, it's just a very, very anti-water wood. You want to use that if you're going to put something down there next to the water. I mean, it just, it, water just can't penetrate it. No, you don't <laughs> make it out of that or make it out of anything that has like a, a that has, is very porous. Right. Actually, if you get right down to it, if Noah would have made it out of any other kind of wood, yeah. his boat wouldn't have floated. It would not have happened. Yeah. God wasn't going to see. God told him what to do, just like he's told us, repent and be baptized. Every one of you for the remission of sins. And what is this? I'll give you my Holy Spirit. Why does God say that? Because he wants to save us. That's why. Okay, so the the, the thing is that God's given us everything in the gospel. He's explained himself in the gospel. See, God's not just justifying sinners independent from Christ. It can't happen. In the gospel, he's showing us how it's possible that man can come before him and and be righteous. Just like he showed the world in Noah's time, this is what I'll do for a righteous man. This is what I'll do. But if you're not, well, this is what I'll do too. Now, in, in, the, in, in Jesus' time, he wept over Jerusalem, right? He, he, why? Because they missed the day of their visitation. Yeah. The time, they, all these years, they've been looking forward to one that would show up. The Messiah would save them. And he's right in front of them. But see, they had built with some kind of strange doctrines. They 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 didn't build. They didn't have the right understanding that they should have had or could have had if they just would have sought God. So, yes, Amen. That's right. That's right. So all eventually. You know, Noah had a, had, a, had a boat that would hold him up. It would sustain him. Eventually, all of us are going to be receiving a new body. Yes? In uh, First Peter chapter 3, it talks about how he prepared an ark. Yes. And we know that destruction is coming. Yes, that's right. And we have an ark. Yeah, amen. This Jesus Christ Amen. And we need to get into the ark. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's good. Yeah, Jesus is preparing his bride. And, and the thing is, is that Noah, what did he have to do to be ready? He had to be faithful. He just, every day Noah got up, he just worked with all of his might. He just gave the Lord what he had. 
And you know what? God made that enough. So, you see, we're looking forward to a time. Right now, we'll have to admit that it's not the most ideal set of circumstances. We have a body that cleaves to the dust. We have a body that's not willing to do what God wants done all by itself. You have to make the body do what you want it to do. So, but see, the, the good news is that one of these days, Jesus is going to show up and, and, and we're, everyone's going to rise from the dead with an eternal body. Yes, one that can't die. One that can only do. It's a body like unto Jesus' glorious body. Oh, I'm telling you, this is, now this will get you excited. You start thinking about it. People think, I don't want to think about death. Think about this. You're going to get a new body. One that's, that's perfect and can't sin. And it's going to be perfectly compatible with the new man. When he moves in, every motion, every desire of the new man will be able to be fulfilled in this new body. Yes, brother? At the beginning of your lesson, you said no one was going to be able to escape the flood, just like no one is going to be able to escape the coming of the Lord. Yes. I was pondering on that thought, and I considered that Noah and his family were ready, but everyone else was not ready. Mm-hmm. It's just like when Jesus comes back. Mm-hmm. The family of God will be ready, but everyone else won't be. Yes. So I ask you a question. Are you ready for the Lord to come back? Mm. I am. Don't be like the world, or you won't be ready. Be like Christ. Amen. 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 Now that, brethren, is called good doctrine. That's what that is. That that is good teachings. Well, thank you, brethren. Uh, I I really enjoyed considering Brother Noah. I want to talk to him one of these days. Sit down and have a talk with him. I'm a builder. I, I want to know. I want to. He's one of the principal members. Yes. Amen. And he walked with God. God was pleased with him. Nobody else did. Yes. Amen. You see, brother, and this is not only is this you're able to do this, you're required to do this. God's put his, his, his Holy Spirit in you and, and you can, can glorify God every day. You can you just just walk in the spirit and you'll glorify God and you'll be kept by his power. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, we thank you, Father, for giving us the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for giving us this account of, of Brother Noah. We thank you, Lord, that, that you preserved him and his house. And, Father, we acknowledge that this is why we're here today, that, Father, you have kept us. You've kept us from all the things, all the possibilities that could come. Father, you, we thank you for your great power and your great wisdom and salvation. We thank you that you're teaching us and bringing us to a, a greater understanding Father, we we have a great desire to live a life that's pleasing to you and that is prosperous in your kingdom. Father, help us um, to be good ministers of of your grace. Father, help us, Lord, to um, appreciate all the things you've done, all the revelation you've given us. And uh, Father, we also ask, Lord, for the food we're about to partake of. We thank you, Lord, for giving us these things and for all the blessings, Father, that you, you bestow on us. We, 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 we thank you, Father, in your son's name. Amen. Yes. Amen.